warning. The following podcast contains language and crudeness and vulgarity and stories of a person being a tramp. Listeners of a sensitive dissociation, of a sensitive distemper, of a sensitive disestablishmentarianism. Listeners of a sensitive dis... Dis... This is how it feels to be lonely. This is how it feels to be small. This is how it feels when you ain't got nothing at all. Listeners who can't handle it, should go listen to something else. Like that song's the praise. You could go listen. Is that on the radio? Is that only on the telly? The lovely song's the praise where the people do the singing. Like I do the singing, but they do the different singing about God and Jesus and that. Or they could go listen to that ginger fella. The one with the glasses. The one who did the car show, but then he he, he didn't do the car show because he was shit. So then maybe they could go listen to because he still got the radio show because he ain't shit at that. So they could go listen to that. Or they could go listen to the classical radio. The classical radio, you know, with the stringy, stringy instruments. They could listen to that. Or maybe they could go listen to some, some of that talk radio where everybody does the shit. Studio Marsha McDonald. Yeah, what up, peeps? And supporter, friend, soothsayer, <laughs> and provider of lotions, potions, and coping strategies, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, I am a soothsayer. You are indeed. I am a soothsayer. I like that. I think I might put that on my business card. It's a good selection of words for you. But I might spell it T-H. Fair enough. Soothsayer. In the same way that you spell your own name. Exactly. Sylvia Silversmith. Silversmith. Um, Marsha. Yeah. Fifth time lucky, Jesus eh? Jesus Christ, man. Do people really still want to hear about this? We've been having requests. I can't believe this shit, man. People seem to have really invested their time, energies, wow. thoughts, and emotions in your trials and tribulations wow. within this writing group do any of these people want to come with me i mean i'm kind of hanging out in in this place with my cheese out in the wind and you know i could use some support although you know i wouldn't want to put anybody through this shit i mean that's cruelty and you seem a nice person you know i'm talking out of my butthole here i don't uh, you know i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't do it anybody else so uh, yeah i guess i'll just have to keep you know blabbing on about it and and you guys want to hear about this shit no okay so let's do it 
I understand this particular instalment of Right Said Fred is unique in that this is the first time that Fred himself yeah. has actually submitted a piece for review by yourself and all of the wonderful people that we have come to know and love y- yeah. in the group. Can we back up a little bit? I'm in reverse. Is it okay? Is I, that all right? I, I've just hit the accelerator. Okay, you tell me. We're, we're backing up. Okay, so I got to tell you that, uh, you know, you say Sylvia is a supporter. Mm. She is really a supporter, man. She's really, Sylvia, you are really a supporter because I was working on the day of uh, Fred's, you know, the writing group thing. And I was working out in bumfuck Missouri. You know, I'm out in East Jesus. There are other parts of Missouri. There are other parts. There are other states. Uh, yeah. My dad lived in Missouri for a while. and I'm sorry. Yeah, he. I think he had a good time there, actually. I think he was kind of okay. So anyway, yeah. So I'm not bad-mouthing Missouri. I'm just saying, you know, there is a bumfuck Missouri here in London town. Right. You know, you get on the train and you start seeing fields go by. Mm. And I'm thinking, um, surely this can't be London anymore. And it's still fucking London, man. Mm. So that's and that's where I'm working. I'm working. (laughs) You've got a bad back and I get turned on by people with bad backs. Martha has truly been suffering. We've had her on the opiates. Yeah. Yeah. Syl's been dealing and dishing out the opiates for my bad back. I'm not a very fit person, and I don't. I can barely walk up the six, and I counted them this time. The six flights of stairs to his his house, right? right? And I don't want to. And that's bad enough for me to haul my giant ass up these stairs. And I didn't want to do it with a suitcase full of crap, right? So I get in touch with Sylph, right? Mm. Sylv was a messenger from God. There are other <laughs> deities. <laughs> there are other deities. I wouldn't go... I, that is very flattering, but I wouldn't go that far. All I did was meet her at the station, and we did a thwop Oh, so did you, do, did you do your own version of Deep Throat, where... I have no idea what that is. I, I mean, I know it's, it's in that a porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a porn film, but also it was the, the code name for someone involved with the, the Watergate controversy. Oh, yes, of course it is. And, and, what, and what were they exchanging something? Indeed. Well, Deep, I should know about this. Deep Throat was providing information anonymously All right. through uh, via a meeting at a, a car park somewhere in Washington, D.C. Oh, I see. So, oh, really? Yeah, you get the idea of, you know, people wearing coats and carnations and yeah. saying a special word exactly. or phrase That's what we did. to know that you're okay. That is exactly what we did. So what sort of exchange was this? Well, so she sent me a text at lunchtime saying, could you please meet me at Liverpool Street Station and bring the bottle? Oh, so you met with each other. On the afternoon of the writing group yes. shenanigans. Yes. And you were asked yep. to meet yep. Marsha somewhere in between being in bumfuck North London yep. and That's right. Sloan Square 
Yes. To provide the bottle. Yes. Here's the question I have for you. Marsha, yes. why didn't you bring the bottle to begin with? Well, uh, Dookie, you don't want to walk into... You know, the places where I work, mm. you know... They're kind of professional-like places. You, I don't want to be walking around with a giant bottle of hooch on me. You Fair know, enough. it just doesn't feel right. And it doesn't ooze professionalism. Not really. And then you know, I don't want to like mix it up. Like you know, like I'm taking a swig, and all of a sudden it's it's vodka and tonic and not water. Is all of this really due to the fact that you are worried about going back to that Marks and Spencers? To purchase the relevant yeah. uh, tonics, shall well, we say, yeah. for your writing group. Kinda. Uh, uh, kinda. So you asked Sylvia to pr- make the drink beforehand, your vodka yeah. and tonic. And may I say, Sylvia, you did a, you did a, a great job. And Why, thank you. the recipe Seven for and that. a half shots. So you, Sylvia, you... Yes. Absolutely, did a facsimile of the Marks I and Spencer's did. vodka and tonic I did. cans. Fortunately, we have a shot measure at home, right? Because Marcia gave me very strict instructions not to go overboard because if she wants to de-stressify mm. at these very stressful meetings of hers, but she doesn't want to get you know legless. So, and seven and a half shots seems to do the trick. You know, it seems to be the balancing act. And this is in a pedestrian-looking water bottle. It's and in you, a, yes. You put in the seven and a half shots of vodka. Yes. You add the tonic. Tonic. To taste. Yes. You mix it up. Yes. I like then, the way you do that shaking movement, like bartender movement, <laughs> like Tom Cruise and cocktail, if people know or remember that. A fantastic film. The strapline for that film. Yes. Tom Cruise, cocktail. Yes. When he pours... He reigns. Oh, Jesus. Dookie, I didn't even remember that. I don't even think I've even sat through that whole movie. That featured Australian actor Brian Brown. Why have you sat through that whole movie? Because it sounds like as though you have. No comment. It's a terrible film. I have no idea why. Wait a minute. Somebody made a whole movie about making cocktails? Well, it was about a person working in a cocktail bar and the relationship dynamics that... uh, surround that kind of occupation wow you've got money alcoholism wow all in one film yeah so anyway we're doing this deep throat thing mm. i need to find out more about this because i i like the idea of like me and Sylv, like you know doing this really like covert exchange in the middle of rush hour because it was it was rush hour at liverpool street station and i'm texting her going okay i'm on the train i'm nearly there and she's texting me going i'm I'm at the top of the escalator you Mm. know like really covert shady kind of stuff and then so i i I meet her and i hand over my suitcase full of my work crap and she hands over my bottle if the police were monitoring you that would yeah. have looked really dodgy. Yeah, how? Yeah, Basically, how dicey does that look? So you've got a suitcase that you're handing over in yeah. exchange for a bottle. Uh, we also swapped bottles because she actually had an empty water bottle. So you had a pedestrian water bottle with H2O in it. Yeah, I drink a lot of water when I'm at work, you know, because of my... Hydration Yeah, important. yeah, you got to stay hydrated. So my, my water, it was actual water, was mm. empty. So then, and, and the two bottles were the same. So we did a, a swap a Rooney with one empty bottle for a full one. 
You know, and, and in these times, you know, yeah, it looks a little sketchy, right? Yes. I think it looked a little, well... Dicey. It might have looked a little dicey, but I don't know. I mean, there were two women, and she's handing over her pretty turquoise suitcase. Covert. Covert. You think? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wish we'd been wearing carnations, because that would have been really funny. And then, you know, you could have brandished your phrase. It never rains in Death Valley. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you need to have some sort of, you know, speakeasy kind of thing going on there. The the water is warm in Sundance Town. Mm. Hand it over, then. Is this what I want? Do you have the money that we agreed upon? Uh, you know, that's exactly... You know, it's like you were there. Really? Yeah, it is like <laughs> you were there. Now, I presume that because you had originally intended to go straight from work, from bumfuck yeah. to... Sloan Square, that you wanted to lighten your load, particularly yeah. with six flights of stairs it's, to contend with. Yeah, and and I thought, if I go home, I won't leave again. There's there's no way. I'm going to, you know, when you get home and you just say, I'm home, I'm glad, you know, I had a good day at work, but it was a long day. So, you know, and I'm home. There's no way I would have left again. So I had, you know, if if Sylv hadn't come to meet me, we, we wouldn't be sitting here. So Sylv's a hero. If it were not for Sylvia's efforts, yeah. part five would not exist. At yeah. least not in this guise. Absolutely. Thank you, Sylvia. You are very welcome. I will do whatever I can to help out. And you did. So it's early and I hadn't done my homework. Your homework being Jeez, reading man. the yeah, submissions. I kept putting it off. From Fred and the other participants. Yeah. So we had this week it was Fred and Babs. Babs, right. Now, Babs is the one, we call her Babs because she brought her baby on the first night. Yes. And she's the one who who uh, told me, and I quote, uh, your apostrophes are all over the place. She was responsible for the apostrophe catastrophe. Yeah, and I was like, I had one apostrophe. It was a typo. I pride myself on my apostrophe placement. So she was one of those who has come in for a fair number of go fuck yourselves. Deservedly. Yeah, so I'm reading her. But, you know, how annoying is it? I mean, she's a good writer. I mean, I can't, you know, as much as I would love her to be shit, she's not. In past episodes, you extolled the virtues of her writing. Yeah, we got to be impartial. Indicating here. that it was a bit derivative, however. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, she's not breaking any new ground here. You know, it's not. Yeah, she's kind of derivative, but it's good. You know, if you're going to be derivative, at least make sure it's good. And mm. she's good, and it pains me to say it, but yeah. So I got to read her piece, and I got to read Fred's, mm. right? Because I put this off to the last minute, because I, I don't know what to say. Like, with Babs and stuff, it's like, yeah, it's good. Keep writing. You know, what? Well, I don't know. And with Fred's, it's like, we'll come to that, Okay. Should we come to that? Is that okay? Yes, I, I'm up for delaying the inevitable. I disagree with one thing, though, Marsha. Yeah, you can I, disagree I, away. No, I don't feel that you were procrastinating. Merely that you wanted your recollection of the works that you were analysing to be a bit more fresh. Dookie, can I step in here? <laughs> yeah. 
she was procrastinating. <laughs> the woman was, Marcia, I'm sorry, but the, the woman was scrubbing the toilet. When you have to clean the loo to avoid doing something, all that of a something sudden, is yeah. something that all you're clearly sudden, avoiding. All of a sudden, that toilet needed a good scrubbing. Mm. And, you know, like, your your towels need washing. Mm. Duke, our house is really clean right now. Because she was not wanting to read these things. Yeah, no, I, Dookie, it's very kind of you, but yeah, I was procrastinating. I was. So. You wanted your recollection to be fresher. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe. I do have to read them twice. So I read, I did read them the day before, but because my, this is how my brain works. My brain has to kind of digest before it can come up with anything to say, especially to Babs, anything that's not, yeah, it's good. Keep writing, you know, well done. I I can't, so my brain's got to kind of go, wah, 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 like it's working on them. Mm. Like even when I'm asleep, it's trying to come up with stuff. So when your brain is working, it approximates the sound of a wah-wah pedal. Yeah, wah-wah. That's mm. how my brain is. It's like, yeah, I'm working on it, Marsha. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to wring some comments out of this stuff. You're like a voodoo child worker. I like that. I like that. Me and Hendrix are, mm. yeah, we're on the same page. Mm. So, we do this deep throat thing. <laughs> and if listeners are tuning in right now, go just rewind because it's not that kind of podcast. I mean, it could be, but right now it's not. Okay, so do you, so, yeah, you're doing do you still rewind thing. nowadays? I don't know if you rewind. You certainly do, yes. All this not like radio where people just tune in. But what could happen is somebody could be listening to this podcast and God forbid, and there are other deities as we mentioned earlier, they might have dozed off. So then suddenly yeah, exactly. like they, yeah. they wake up again and boom, deep throats mentioned. <laughs> or somebody might be in a car where they've had to negotiate a difficult roundabout yeah. and they've ended up missing important mm. bits yeah. of information like the deep throat explanation that we did earlier. So, yes, um, you know, misunderstandings so, can happen. Yeah, so, you know, don't just listen to this part. So we mean that, what was it, the Nixon-Watergate thing? Yes. Right, okay, I got to... An informant. Okay, Sylvan, I are going to be, you know, Googling that. Uh, so she, she takes my heavy stuff and I get my bottle of you know, booze to help me through this night. And I go off to the coffee shop mm. like I do. And I'm sitting there drinking coffee, an enormous coffee at 530 in the evening, which, you know, is going to get me all hopped up on caffeine. But I'm interspersing it with swigs of vodka because I think, OK, I'll be awake, but I'll be kind of numb to all the irritation. In short, you were making your coffee Irish. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe it should have been brandy. Doesn't that go with coffee better? Uh, yes. Okay, but still. It was really just the whole concept of mixing alcohol with caffeine. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I'm making it Irish. Isn't that from Friends? I really hope. You hate that show. It's really I have not a that feeling, bad. I have a feeling that somebody somewhere used the phrase, do you want to make it Irish yeah, while probably. pointing to a hot caffeinated beverage I'm before I'm bored friends. with you with that show. I mean, I think it's kind of shit. But Sylv likes it. I, I, I like the first five seasons. After mm. that, I got Really? Shit. It, it lost its edge. It lost it. <laughs> now you're just taking the piss, Dookie. <laughs> So I'm sitting in the coffee shop and, you know, double swigging. 
Mm. Okay, you know. One one yeah. sip from the coffee mug, yeah. another from yeah. the, the bottle. One, hype it up and the other, you know, smooth it out. Mm. Okay, hype it up, smooth it out. And, and I've been smoking that day as well. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, because I smoke when I'm at work. I'm sorry. It's I know it's bad for me. Trinity. I know, I know. I'm sorry and I know it's bad for me. And so then I'm leaving it till the last minute and I managed to wring some comments out on these two things and then i go for the train and it's not the the tube and the tube's fucked okay Mm. the tube is so fucked and i know people's travel stories are really boring oh please tell me more yeah yeah, i know like when you live in a city and Mm. you're traveling around on the subway or the l train or Mm. the tube or the metro or whatever the fuck here's the deal if you've had a bad journey it's like it's like dreams. Mm. Like nobody wants to hear about your fucking dreams. So keep it short, people, if you're going to do that. And if you live in a city and you're traveling on public transport, nobody gives a fuck. Okay? As soon as somebody gets to work and goes, oh, my God, let me tell you all about my shitty journey here. Everybody else is going, and mentally we're all going, oh, fucking hell, man. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. You're here now and shut the fuck up about Mm. it. Okay? Uh, You know, unless somebody died. Which, let's hope that doesn't happen. But, you know, no, nobody mm. wants to hear... I mean, unless it's like, you know, the reason the train was fucked is because, you know, I don't know, the prime minister parachuted down onto the train tracks. You know, then then people might want to know. Is May really that desperate to do that kind of thing in order she to garner some kind of excitement from the great British public. Yeah, you see, that's just human nature. That's when we get interested, right? Mm. But other than that, if it's just, you know, like a problem on the tracks, nobody gives a shit. So let me keep this quick. The tubes were fucked, okay? Mm. So what is normally should be like a 35-minute journey mm. turned into an hour and a half. To be fair, and that's just within London. You, you, yeah. um, Sylvia didn't meet you in Bumfuck. She met you no. at a station within the Liverpool zone. Street. Oh, you met in Liverpool Street. Oh, bloody hell. It took you an hour and a half to get from Liverpool Street to Sloan Square. Yeah, and if people don't know that, it should be what? Like a 35-minute journey, yeah. if that. If that. But, but it, an hour so, and a half. Yeah, it took, you, it took you an hour. That's triple fried fuck. Dookie, can I butt in with something weird? Have you ever noticed the windows in Liverpool Street Station are very phallic? Yes. Yes. This is not the first time that I... They look like... Uh, Cock and balls they multiplied do. several I'm, times I'm, over. I'm glad I'm not the only one. So that that mm. station must have been in, done in the Victorian times, right? Indeed. It must have been built. And yes, so you have one large cock of a window. Yes. And then on either side of the cock, you have two smaller mm. arched windows. Yes. And they're very priapic, which is a word that I like. Priapic. Priapic. Priapic, meaning like a hard cock. Nice. So That's we've been talking charming. about deep throats and now we're, <laughs> we're also exploring very hard sorry, cocks Dookie. at Liverpool Street mm, Station. Yeah. Well, I just thought that was interesting. Mm. I hadn't noticed that. So, that, yeah, that's interesting. Next time I'm there, I'll have a look. Perhaps if it, you know, if they looked like beautiful flowery vaginas, you would have noticed then. Dookie, mm. that, I don't, I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer. So should we move on? Let's move on. 
I get to the point where I'm on the underground going, fuck this shit, man. There isn't a train in sight, right? So fuck it. I'm going to turn around and go home and, and kind of feeling relieved. And this is shortly after rush hour. It was during rush hour, to be fair. That's fucking going to be pandemonium. It was chaos, man. And I'm like going, this is shit. And I'm going to go home and feeling kind of relieved to like this. Like I can just text Fred and go, there is absolutely no way of getting to your house. I mean, unless I take a cab, which I'm not going to do because that'll be really expensive and it'll take like an hour in traffic. Right. Mm. So I'm not going to do that. So I just felt like, oh, hooray. The universe is looking after me. I have a really solid excuse to go the fuck home, right? Mm. Just then, what, the train that I need shows up, mm. right? So I'm like, fuck this. The Okay, so I go from the universe is loving me to now the universe fucking hates me. Mm. And I get there. So And, and I texted Fred going, I'm going to be late. And he goes, fine. So I'm like 20 minutes late, right? Mm. I walk into his living room and it's like a morgue in there and i was like jesus man thank god so i'm back to the universe is looking after me thank fuck i'm late right Mm. so there's uh have we called her lisa loeb before because there's an american another american there who's just like lisa loeb a bespectacled yank yeah nervy twitchy Mm. and there's bubbles who we love who is bubbly yeah love and bubbles and there's bitch face yes right who who for listeners who don't know she told me my first piece she just wrote two words or three words this is annoying Mm. okay and i was just like god you know the silence is here in here is really uncomfortable so these People are all just sitting there staring at their phones. Oh, dear. And and I'm like... Were they waiting for you? Well, I guess. They There's just... no party like a Marsha McDonald party. <laughs> well, I don't know whether I brought the party, but they're all like... And I was just like, wow, it's really uncomfortable in here. Because, you know, when you get people in a room, I guess I just expect people to kind of talk to each other. Mm. So I don't know whether... You know, I know today, nowadays, we're all kind of married to our phones. But it's like, you're sitting in a, this room together. You don't want to talk? You don't want to be doing any chitting chatting? I suppose for Fred, he was just relieved to not have to be doing that whole Eric's Tea Party does a writing group thing on his own. He, Yeah, but he looked kind of nervous. Well, like, he, the silence was getting to him. Perhaps he was just anxious about how people would take his submission. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I sliced through that silence like a freight train. Mm. Yeah. I just felt so. A freight train that was running on time. Well, yeah, exactly. So and I just thought, well, I can't just sit here staring at my phone. So I struck up some chitty chatty with bubbles. Okay. Mm. We're all waiting for Babs to arrive. So this is like 8 o'clock. So we're already half an hour late. Okay? And people know how that annoys me. So you're waiting for Babs. We're late. Yeah. we're And we're waiting for Babs. And I'm like, I, I hate this because I'm, I'm late. But this is the first time I've been late. And, and I just thought, yeah, normally I'm the chump who's sitting there going like, little Miss Good Girl has got there on time. So that I can sit there, you know, acting like a chump. 
for like half an hour. I don't know why I bother to get there on time. So for once, it's, but but we still have to wait for, for Babs to show up because she's late, right? So can I can I hit you with another little detail? Hit me. So so when I walk in, you know, and I'm like a a, a fucking bulldozer through this silence here. And so that's the first thing I notice. Everybody's sitting around not talking to each other and the and the silence in the room is like heavy. Okay? It's not like a nice silence, it's heavy. And the second thing I notice is Fred's t-shirt. Okay. Was he wearing a humorous shirt? Well, I look at it and it's a McCain Palin Big Up the Republican Party t-shirt. Right. Okay. And this t-shirt smacks me in the face like a cage fighter. Did Palin look hot? Dookie, do you have a little bit of a thing for Palin? No. Do you ever have, have you ever had a naughty, like little, like a little naughty fleeting moment? Because I know you like your women quite bullshy. And say what oh. you will about her politics. She is, she is bullshy. Oh, she certainly is. Uh, to be fair, I think it's an issue. Oh my God, And it have. is an issue. Oh my God, you have. Uh, of the fact that I like Tina Fey and Tina Fey's impression of Palin. So Does that do it for you, Dookie? Oh my god, it does. Not Palin yeah, herself. Yeah, you look at his face, he's blushing. I have a bit of a thing for Tina Fey. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I think I have a bit of a thing for Tina Fey. She's she's cool. I don't know about the bun and the and the glasses with the Palin thing, though. I mean, that would be my least... Like, if we got it together, I wouldn't be like, could you wear the Palin? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you would, by the sounds of it. Oh, he thought would. So Fred's wearing this Republican ticket yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like from the campaign. It was right. a, it was a genuine, genuine campaign T-shirt, mm. which we will return to. So these two things smack me in the face, right? The deafening silence. The deafening, deafening silence. The dodgy T-shirt bulldozed through. Uh, by striking up a chit-chat with Bubbles about recent stuff that's happened in London. And finally, Bab shows up. So it's like 10 past eight. So if I would got there on time, I would have been sitting there for 40 minutes. So I've been, I would have been in a fucking rage. Man, I would have been ready to go postal on Fred's ass. I'm telling you something. The bottle would have been empty... Prematurely. Oh my god, you know, I was already in a rage from the tube and then I'm sweating like a pig because I gotta run from the tube and, and run up six flights of stairs. So and, and I'm like, why am I doing this? I mean we we don't start until late. So she shows up, Bab shows up. And Dookie before I thought that I had some allies in the challenges that I find with Babs. And now I think I've lost those allies. Like, I think the last time Bubbles was there, I mentioned that I don't think that she likes Babs. So it kind of felt kind of good, like, you know, like I have an ally. Mm. I think they all go to the pub together. That doesn't... No, because as soon as Babs walked in, Bubbles was really nice to her and complimented what she was wearing and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, man, I'm all alone in this here. And then I got more bad news for you. 
I got bad news for for you and the listeners. I got bad news. And and I feel bad about this. And I felt bad when it happened because I thought, you know, the people who are interested in listening to my moaning bullshit aren't going to like this at all. Is it the fact that two episodes in a row you haven't gone to the pub with them afterwards? Well, yeah, there's that. But there's also, and I'm really well, sorry. worse. Maybe. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Bitch face was nice to me. Bitch face was yeah, nice to you. Yeah, she was nice. A stopped clock tells yeah. the right time twice and a day. And I'm like, shit, man, don't be nice to me. I love hating you so hard. What did she say? She was just like, she struck up some chit chat in the deafening silence. She was just like, so what do you do for a living? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she she showed some concern with my horrible tube journey. And she seemed interested in what I was talking about. She seemed nice. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Don't be nice. I don't want you to be fucking nice. Here's a genuine factoid. Can you hear how I'm pissed off that she was nice? Here's a genuine factoid about Right Said Fred. Yeah. The episodes. Yeah. We genuinely have had some downloads from Singapore. Where bitch face is from. Oh, really? I am not making that up. Oh, my God. I only noticed it a couple of days after. Jesus, man. Your last. Listen, if you're listening from Singapore, I'm really sorry. It's nothing, you know, she's from Singapore. And, Mm. you know, I... it's she's just so up until the last time, the time that we're talking about the writing group, she's been just such a fucking bitch, man. Mm. And it's not just because she said this is annoying. It's just because she never says hello. She's really rude. Mm. She, she she just sits there looking like what do you British call it? I know what you're talking about. A faith like a smacked ass. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah, I love that expression <laughs> the, so hard. The, the two of you have been living together for We've a while We've been living now. together a long time. So, you know, I love that expression. She sits there with a face like a smacked ass. But also, didn't she say a couple of episodes back uh, something along the lines of, well, you can say what you want, but my piece has already been yeah, published and, uh, yeah. anyway. And she's arrogant and everything. Mm. And I'm like... Man, don't be nice. You know, seriously, don't be fucking nice. You'll be nicer to me if you just keep being a bitch because I can't deal with people messing with my head, right? Okay, so I've got you down in my head as a bitch and now you're being nice to me. Now I got to go away and reconfigure and I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend any more mental time on you than I have to. So now I'm going to have to reconfigure. I don't want to do that. (sighs) You want to reconfigure your opinions about people, Dookie? No. You know, it's like... Fucking lutely not. Do you have any assholes in your life? Oh, I do. I do. Now, what I have if, a number of them. What if one of those assholes all of a sudden started, like, being really nice? Or really cool? To quote a line from the excellent film Hot Tub Time Machine... Wow, Dookie, you are really mentioning the movies here. <laughs> I, wow, Oscar-winning material There here. is a theme here. It is a better film than you might think. We can only hope. Yes, he is an asshole, but he's our asshole. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. So I, totally, I have some friends that are assholes. I'm and, totally on board with that. Like, mm. where you actually like people because they're such an asshole. Mm. But it's it's that... When they cross the line and they're just such an asshole that you can't like them anymore, you mm. know, and then all of a sudden they do something really nice and you're like, oh, God, now I got to reconfigure. And I don't want to reconfigure. Yes. It is a confusing it's dynamic. Confi- yeah. 
it is a, a conundrum when somebody that is consistently a twant to you yeah. suddenly is nice. You start yeah. thinking, what does this person want from me? Or indeed, do they have a family member back in Singapore listening to all of oh, this, Christ. putting two and two together and saying, oh, you know that uh, one story? Oh, God. <laughs> what was the operation? Oh, don't, Dookie, I'll have nightmares. And, and, and you want, to tell, want me to tell you something else? Now, now, this isn't bad news. This is just scary shit, man. So I drive through the deafening silence like a, a goddamn rhinoceros, mm. right? And so I get the small talk chitty chatty going on. And, you know, there's not many of us there. So and it seems that I'm the only one that hasn't gone to the pub with them. So they're kind of got this cliquey thing going on. And they all start, it sounds like they're referring back to a previous conversation they've had pub-wise. They all start talking about podcasts they listen to. Right. And I'm like shitting myself, man. (laughs) I am shitting myself. (laughs) I like nearly had to excuse myself because I've got one of those faces that, that can't not show what I'm feeling. You know, mm. it just like types out over my face. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, oh shit. I got I got the fucking terrors now that they're all like, you know. So they start talking about have you listened oh, remember last time we were talking about this podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, I listened to that podcast, I listened to that one, and I'm like, fuck. So, you know, when you, you feel like... They are zeroing in. I felt like it was on stage and, like, all the lights go out except for one spotlight on me, mm. right? And I'm like, shit, man. So I'm, like, swigging off my my bottle like a, a, like a thirsty toddler here. And, like, shit. And, and they're mostly talking about, like... I guess there's a podcast on that's kind of like making of a murderer, but for a podcast. I think it's called Serial. Yes, yes. I have a friend friend who is an avid listener. So, Mm. yeah, when they started saying that, I was like, okay, good. You know, they're not going like, what what is he called? The Ducky, the Ducky Radio something? You Mm. know, at least it wasn't that, Mm. right? In which case I would have just like promptly taken a shit in my pants and gone running down his six flights of stairs. Mm. Okay. So (laughs) fortunately, we move on. Right. So, you got the scene now? Oh, there's Babs, a scene and Babs I've got it. has arrived. Mm. Lisa Loeb is there being twitchy and nervy. I, I, I kind of like her. She's, she's really intense. She is like, if she was a coffee, she'd be a ristretto. Do you right. know what a ristretto is? Because you don't drink coffee. I'm not being patronizing. But I've you heard don't drink it coffee. referenced. Okay. This this is a coffee that takes no prisoners. That's a good phrase. I like that. So it's like an espresso, but like condensed. So like it's so intense. It's like, fuck, man. That means you really need your caffeine. She is like that. Where she's just like, I don't think she's ever smiled. You know, she's just, you know, she's nice. She's just really, really, really intense. And then there's Bubbles, who I like a lot, right? She's really bubbly. That's why we call her Bubbles. And she's big up to the lesbians. You know, every character in everybody's piece has got to be a lesbian. There's got to be lesbian undertones. So, and, you know, it's hardly ever true, but it's funny. And then there's Bitch Face. And then there's me. And then there's Fred in his Republican Party t-shirt. Mm. Okay. 
You got now, the scene? Yes, I do. Now, uh, the Lisa Loeb character, yeah. being an American, yeah. must have found that T-shirt to be a bit confusing. She might not have absorbed our sense of humour that we have in Blighty. Well, we'll come to the T-shirt. Right, okay. Okay, is that okay? Can we park that for you a minute? certainly can. You want to talk food? Because I know you, you and Silva are really interested in the food. Yes, I made a prediction that it was all going to be about hummus because the sun is out spring is in the air and people are thinking about beach bodies so i thought they uh, were going to dispense with the artisan chocolates and go for something healthy was i right dookie can Mm. i just say that i contradicted your prediction there because you were thinking about springtime everybody wants you know everybody starts thinking about getting their flesh out Mm. on display but i was thinking that Easter is coming. Ah, yes. And that puts people in mind of chocolate eggs. eggs. Yes, exactly. So I went for the chocolate eggs and you went for the crudités. Mm. Were we right? Not really, although Sylv comes a little closer. Right. Because they had chocolate fingers, right? Right, okay. You know, a chocolate finger. Yes. And if Americans, North Americans are listening to this... Or anybody who's not British is listening to this. Yes, they do call them chocolate fingers, okay? I don't understand what's funny about that. (laughs) Yeah, well, other people will. I promise you. Nice. Excellent. And they had... Wait, wait, wait. Should we pause to allow them to laugh? Yeah, let's pause for a minute. You done? Okay, that's fine. Okay, good. Excellent. Uh, And they had cheese straws. So they look like uh, what I would call breadsticks. Mm. But they have, like, cheese in them. Right, They're okay. like a cracker, like a long cracker. Right. right? And so they had that. And then bit, they had cake, because somebody had brought cake. So I guess Syl was closer, in terms of, like, people are thinking... In fact, I was absolutely in the yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. So... Mm. Babs... Oh, and they had, like... I've just remembered. They had, like, pies. They had, like... Not what you British people call, like... Like sweet pies. meat pies, but sweet pies, mm. like little mini, like apple pies. Mm. Kipling's. Yeah, maybe. He apparently makes exceedingly good cakes. Yes, that's a strap line from a commercial. Mm. But they, do they still have those commercials? I've not seen them in years. I don't think I've seen one in years. Exceedingly good cakes. So, Bab starts shoving in the food the minute she sits down. Okay? Mm. And, and we've talked about this before. And, you know, eat whatever you want. It's just like, it's just so, everything's about the food. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm not here to eat the food. And everybody's passing around the food. And I'm feeling kind of left out because they just are treating this like just a time down the pub. Okay. And I haven't been to the pub. And it's all really cliquey. So we get started talking about Fred's peace. You want to know about his piece? I want to know about his piece big time. We had to have a history lesson in our house. Because Fred's piece caused an awful lot of confusion. And so, thanks to Martha and Fred, she and I have become much more learned about stuff that we probably should have known about. Exactly. Writing group, your portal for learning more. Exactly, Dookie. So I feel more learned just because of Fred's piece. Yeah, so he's written a play, right? So his submission 
is a play. Yeah, he wrote a play. And it features real people as the characters. So one of the characters is Joseph Kennedy. Right. So you probably know Dookie because you know a lot about stuff. Mm. So you know Joseph Kennedy, right? I get it was he was one of the Kennedys, right? Indeed. Yes. I'm going to show my ignorance here, people. And if you want to think I'm stupid, that you know that's ambassador fine. from the US to the UK. Yeah, well done. So during the you know, wartime, it features him and a code breaker guy for MI5, mm. and it features uh, Lord Ha Ha. Right. So this is you know a historical play and these are characters yeah these are real people and it features another guy whose name i can't remember who during the war started a group called the right club oh now ah i see what he's done there Mm. but it wasn't like right group or right said fred right Mm. this was it called the right club because he tried to get well he did he got people together who were all really right wing and anti-semitic basically an offshoot of a mosley in the black yeah 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 so he got all together all these really right wing anti-semites together and they called it the the right club so these are all real people and he writes this play and he gives really really detailed staging instructions like the lights will come up now and the lights will go down now and then the lights will come up now and i'm reading this thing so firstly silk was helping me i had to google all this stuff because it features roosevelt too Mm. and can i just say i don't like the way you british people pronounce his name roosevelt yeah i don't like that can i just say that what do you uh, yeah, think? I like you Brits a lot. I'm just saying that it annoys me. Do you like the way we say polio? Polio? Hmm. What's wrong with polio? I don't get it. I was just trying to link it to Roosevelt. <laughs> oh, he had polio. <laughs> yes. Dookie, you're very learned, aren't you? You know stuff about weird stuff. <laughs> That's true. Like, yes. Marcia and I always marvel about what you don't know. And yeah. I think you always get a little sensitive about that, but we're actually we're not we're not teasing you because of your ignorance. We're teasing you because, like, you know so much stuff that when you don't know something that we know, mm. we find that just absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it is the historical and literary equivalent of having a concord go over your head many times it's just bizarre referencing the things that i don't know yeah the gerbils in your brains they just have some you know you know so much and then they just have this little blip like they don't know oh, stuff yeah, there's a large blip so i'm reading this play and it features snm oh. so one of the mi5 guys likes getting spanked by his secretary or no some woman who runs a tea room Right? Mm. And, yeah. So we we talked about windows that look like cocks, deep throat, and now S&M. Yeah. So there's some spanking going on in this play. Mm. And some closeted homosexuality. That's all I'm saying. Which... All I'm saying. We wonder whether or not that may be of relevance to Fred himself. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I just want Fred to be happy and again, come out. Well, Dookie, I'll tell you what about being happy. 
he, he he ain't happy. So I read this play and I thought, I don't really know about what to say about this because I feel kind of ignorant. You know, he's a lot smarter than me. And, you know, it's cool. I'm good with that. He's just a lot more learned than me. So and he, he's obviously really academic. And I'm like, I, I don't really feel like I'm learned enough to comment on this play. But I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of thought it was kind of good. You know, so I commented the best I could and uh, you know I was kind of interested in it and I liked his stage directions and stuff and I I thought it was kind of good which again might really disappoint people listening because what I wanted to do was what he did when I first submitted my first piece for the first night ever of Right Group Mm. which was if you remember Dookie and I'm sure you do I remember you know the day before was like he had a dicey burrito and Mm. a dicey shrimp curry Mm. And when he got to my piece, he just let down his pants and let fly. With a, a big With diarrhea, a big old diarrhea shit. shit. All, you know, that was, you know, he did the verbal equivalent of that. So I was really looking forward to that. Payback time. We were thinking payback. But, you know, I can't lie. I, I kind of thought it was kind of good. I, I kind of didn't mind reading it. So I had to say that because I can't lie. Well, Babs. Hmm. Whoa. Oh, did Babs tear Fred a new one? Dookie, I'm not shitting you here. Oh, dear. Oh, man, Dookie, I mean, fuck fuck what Fred did with my first piece. That looks kind. That looks like he was really, really nice compared to what Babs did to him. Oh, dear. She unhinged her jaw, right? Mm. She shoved him in head first. Oh, She hinged her jaw back up again, and she digested him in a barrel of stomach acid really slow so that it's extra fucking painful. Mm. That's what. And then you know what she did? She took a while to digest him, and then she shit him right back out again. Oh, my God. And then she did it all over again. Man, dookie. And in his own home. In his own home. Mm. Man, oh man. And the first time he submitted anything, she she used the words, I winced when I was reading this. <laughs> man. I am looking I at her. I winced when I was reading this. Jesus, I would have cried. Oh, poor Fred. Man. And, and she went on. And then, you know what? You know how she criticized my apostrophe? My one typo apostrophe? Apostrophes all over the place. You want to know what she started out with? She started out uh, criticizing his fonts. And I'm like, really? She, she starts out with like, firstly, let's talk about your fonts. I don't think that you should be using that font. And I was just like, really? I mean, that really? Are we really at that level? I mean, in uh, the theatrical world, Courier, isn't that the, the font well, that yeah, gets used? Well, yeah, I think used? it was Courier, you know, where it looks like a typewriter. Mm. And I was like, I, I like that font. I think it's really cool. And I think that's what they use for plays. Mm. I mean, I don't know, but I think that's, you know, it seems apt. And it seemed apt for the period that he was writing about, which was and World War II. And is that what he used? And he, it looked like Courier to me. Mm. But then there was some of the stage direction was in a different font. And I didn't notice. And I just thought, you know, who cares? I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's who cares? Sh- oh, but I mean, all you need to do, select all. 
change fuck well, yeah i mean of. it's not that hard so she and then because she has an acting background which we kind of guessed ah, but now we know remind everybody about that so she kept going on with well as an actor myself i know that this is wrong she told him his stage directions were shit. She said it would be impossible to, uh, what do you call it, produce. She she winced it she, when she was reading it. Uh, she basically, uh, well, like I say, she unhinged her jaw and that was the end of it. And then, well, it wasn't the end of it because then Lisa Loeb and Bubbles start piling on. Ouch. So it's, it's bad enough, right? So she's busy digesting him. And then they're like, you know, she's, it's like his legs are going into her unhinged jaw and they're like grabbing him back and like chewing on both of his legs, you know, like, you know, like they're in for the kill. So they just start piling on talking about how they winced when they were reading it and that it would never get produced and it's a pile of shit. You know, they didn't say pile of shit, but they basically, that's what they were saying. Fred, poor Fred. And... Dookie, you want to know how long this went on for? Oh, please tell me. At least it was mercifully short. An hour. Uh, ah. An hour. Ah. Uh, uh. I know you work with somebody who says that. Yes. I like that. I like that. Oh. Yeah, she's of West Indian extraction like yourself. Yeah, Marcia. yeah. She sounds really and, cool. And, uh, yeah. An uh, hour. I'm An telling hour. you. Dookie! And I looked at my watch and I texted Sylv with two words. Kill me. That's the text I got. I got, kill me. Oh. It, and I'm like, man. So so for an hour and, and, and I kind of said, you know, I tried to kind of stand up for him and say, you know, there was bits of it that, that I liked and I, and I found it interesting and and Bitch face is sitting there saying next to nothing. And the three of them are just like it's shredding him. They're shredding him like pulled pork, man. Shredding. And he's wearing that T-shirt. So, well, yes, thank you. So an hour goes by and then somebody picks up on his T-shirt. Oh, dear. We spent 10 minutes criticizing his T-shirt because somebody said, "What? what is that? And he went... Oh, I think it was Bubbles. And he went, I got it at a charity shop. And she said, I hope you're wearing that ironically. And he went, well, yeah. And then Babs piles in on that and starts saying, I think it's too soon to be wearing that T-shirt with any irony. I think you're going to confuse people. So she starts like hammering on him for a shirt. And I was like just sitting there going... Well, when I walked into your living room, I thought that's kind of weird. But because I kind of know you, I know that your politics aren't like that. So I, yeah, I kind of thought, yeah, I think he's wearing it ironically. But people walking down the street probably think, but who, you know, whatever. So, but Babs starts like hammering him for this t-shirt. And then Lisa Lope starts piling on. And then Bubbles, I really like her a lot. She's really nice. But she starts piling on. And I finally actually said to him, Jesus, Fred, we're actually at the point that we're critiquing your t-shirt. Because I looked at my watch and it was uh, like 20 past nine. And we'd been going since 10 past eight. So this is an hour. He's had an hour on his play and then he's got 10 minutes of women hammering on him for his t-shirt 
And he kind and I was kind of doing that to kind of lighten the atmosphere, but also to say, can we move on? Mm. Okay, because we got another piece to do, and it's twenty past nine. I've been up since six o'clock in the morning, people. You had to get up very early to get to. Bumfuck. I had to get to bumfuck, man. Mm. And there's no coffee out there. So then I had coffee a, hasn't made it to that part of yeah Greater I had to London. strategize about where to get my coffee so that's why I had to get up at six okay so that's not, you know fine you know that's me and that's my problem I'm just thinking like also give the guy a break you know I know he can be a bit of a dimwad but that doesn't mean that he needs three women plus me and bitch face all sitting there going you know. Just shredding him like fucking Chinese chicken, man. He, you know, there comes a point like have some mercy on the guy, right? So, yeah. Ouch. I'm sucking on that bottle like a teat. You got me? I can't blame you. Jesus Christ, man. I can understand why you didn't make it to the pub afterwards. Meanwhile, everybody's going like passing the cheese straws back and forth. The, the amount of food and the, the, I mean, it's just stacking up. Like, Babs is just shoveling it in like every three seconds. She's got something in her mouth and she's got, she's, she had a cold. And so every time she opened her mouth, she was either shoving something in it or words were coming out of it, or she was coughing. And when she was coughing, it was like, oh, thank God, man. It gives us kind of a 30-second break from her mouth flapping. So, because otherwise, there's either stuff going in or words coming out. Hammering on Fred, okay? So, and I'm like, you know, I just don't get... I mean, I don't care. Eat whatever you want. It's just like... What's that thing you taught me, Sylv? Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, so Sylv taught me about this because I was trying to reconcile how I feel about this because I don't really give a shit what she eats. It's just that, you know, cognitive dissonance is about, like, you have one thing in your brain and the opposite thing in your brain. So on the one hand, she's eating constantly, and on the other hand... She's as felt as felt can be, and it's not. I don't care either way. It's just like those two things don't go together in my brain, and so the cogs in my brain kind of get all clanky, clanky. Yeah, so that's what I understand. Like, how are you still eating? Stop shoving stuff in your face, man. <laughs> like the time. Shut your cake hole. Yeah, the time for eating is not now. Okay, or, you know, like a little, you know, like a little bite of something here and there. But could you please, Eileen, the obsession, could you stop for just two seconds? (sighs) Then we move on to her piece. And? It's fine. What am I going to say? Yeah, it's fine. It hurts you to say that. No, yeah. It's fine. It's derivative, though. It's really derivative. Highly derivative. You know, to the point where somebody actually said to her last time she was critiqued that I was there that, you know, yeah, it's it's good. But Sarah Waters has already done it. And what is Bab's take on this? Uh, Well, see, this time, this last time, everybody, you know, and I was kind of like, it's it's good, you know, and it's fine. And I I enjoy reading it. And, you know, it's very gripping. 
But, you know, I wasn't quite bigging her up like I have done in the past, but everybody else was. So Bubbles and Lisa Loeb and Bitchface and Fred are all like, God, I'm loving this so hard. I just want to read the whole thing. And they're all like licking her ass like and I was just sitting there going, oh, shit, man, I'm all alone here. I mean, I like her writing, but as a person... She really fucking chaps my hide. She's quite a disagreeable sort. She's just one of these. She has the posh braying voice of entitlement. Mm. You know, one of those people. And I'm just like, and she's got no humility. I'm like, could you just be a little bit humble, hun? Because it's good, but it's not that good. I mean, come on. And even if it was, I mean, I still think, you know, a little humility is nice in a human being. Like, even if you're really talented, can you be a little bit humble? Plus, you know, I really want to catch one of her fucking apostrophes, man. It's oh, going you know to what happen. I did? Now, you might like this, right? You ready? You ready? Hit me. I hope people like this. I hope you like this. So she's writing from the first person point of view of a Victorian servant girl who's literate, right? But her spelling, she doesn't know how to spell. Because back then, you could be literate, but, you know, just, Mm. okay, as a servant girl of that class, right? So she's writing in that, uh, for want of a better word, vernacular. Is that right? Uh, So meaning that it has no apostrophes, a a lot of the words are misspelled, because it's being written by a, a not very literate servant girl. A couple of words. Oh, had correct apostrophe placement. Oh, yes. Fuck you, man. And did you identify... Oh, I circled those motherfuckers. <laughs> and I tell you what, I enjoyed it. Oh, man, I was sitting in the coffee shop going, I got out my pen. I got out my fucking pen, Dookie. Was it a red ink pen? Sadly not, but it was really, really thick oh, black Oh, that's ink. just really as good. thick. Mm. And I circled both where she had the words, like with the correct apostrophe. And and I wrote a comment that said, she seems to sometimes have correct apostrophe placement. And other times she doesn't know. This seems really inconsistent to me. (laughs) Nanny, nanny, fucking booby dad. Booyah. Booyah. And then I mentioned it to her. And she kind of, you know, she, she at least had the good grace to look a little... Like, oh, yeah, I should have cut that. Well, you know, I'm not that perfect, yeah, but I'm bloody be, close. Biatch, man, <sighs> biatch. You take your correct apostrophes and you shove them up your hole, man. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> so, And that was the highlight from the sound of it. Man, that was the highlight. I'm telling you. So Fred's sitting next to me. Poor Fred, I really do feel for him. You know, I know the guy's kind of what you Brits would call kind of a tosser. (laughs) I know that. I do know that. Yeah, he's a bit of a burk, isn't he? You know, but he's not a dick. I can't, you know, which makes it even better because, you know, you're just such a tosser, man. Mm. That, you know, if he was an asshole, I just wouldn't go. Because that would be the last straw. But, you know, he's just kind of... The last of, cheese straw, You'd even. be the last cheese straw. I mean, he's just kind of a pathetic tosser. And did we talk last time about he's going to run, run off and, and work for an oligarch? Yes. He, yeah. as a summer gig, he was going to go to some place in the Middle East and or a yacht. Yeah. And uh, some, some place in Eastern Europe, I think. Right. 
Uh, but he didn't mention that this time because we were too busy criticizing his his play. Kazakhstan, shirt. Uzbekistan. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a stand. Stan Laurel's yeah. house, some some kind of stand. So I don't know anymore about that. But, you know, I know, and he's wearing this shirt and I'm just like, you don't have a clue. You know, he just doesn't have a clue, mm. man. And anyway, so he's sitting next to me and I just watch his posture get lower and lower you know because it's bad enough because i know because i've been there it's bad enough to have your work you know the work that is your heart and soul having somebody just take a great big old fucking diarrhea dysentery shit all over it that's bad enough but then to be followed by people heaping praise on the next person because it just makes that contrast Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to get that kind of critique at least you want the next person to kind of come in for it as you to you know so uh, dookie uh, you know what he did when he went home that night i don't know because i wasn't there but i'm pretty sure you know what? because i know they all went out to the pub after but i i know that i know pretty much for a fact that he came home and went to bed probably fully clothed Mm. in his sad little ironic Mm. t-shirt and you know for a fact that he had a sad wank Really sad, you know, a sad wank. He had a wank and he cried. And then he probably fell asleep crying. You know that happened. Curled up in the fetal position. Do you know, to make it even worse. Oh, God. And you said he was a tosser earlier. Oh, yeah. I reckon he started the process of having a wank. And I don't uh, think he saw it through. Uh, so he, he woke up with God. his hand. Uh, down there. Dookie, that is really gross. I don't even know this guy, and that just makes me feel icky. With an unrealized dream. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, that makes me feel really gross. But yeah. Yeah, you know. Still in his Sarah Palin t shirt. Oh, man. Man, still in the McCain (laughs) Palin. Yeah, so they were all like going to the pub, and I'm like. You know, I, I've been up a long time and I, I, I really can't be dealing with any more. If I have to listen to Babs's voice, if I have to listen to her utter one more syllable, I, I, I'm just going to go fucking mental. You know, it's going to be like a Stephen King movie in here. Uh, you know, I'm going to be like that clown in It. You know, that clown. I, how could I forget that clown? <laughs> I'm going to become like that. Where I'm just going to go, fuck, you know, no, you know who I'm going to be like? I'm going to be like Kathy Bates in Misery. I'm going to be like that. You're going to... Like, get out the hobbling post, You're man. going to purchase a cottage. Yeah. Out in a remote part of bumfuck. Oh, God, yeah. You're going to invite Babs over. Uh, yeah. Under the pretense that you can have loads of cheese sticks, chocolate yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. Cakes and whatnot. And you're going to tie that twant to the bed. Oh God, yeah. I, if I if I hear one more syllable, I, I just like I can't. I I I can't. And then and then I start feeling guilty because you know I'm sitting there going you know all this you know and and I'm gonna go on air as it were and I'm gonna talk about all of you and, and I'm like you know is that bad? Does does the world need any more rage in it? Probably not. So, uh, but does the world need? 
people like Babs in it. Yeah, so can I just say that, you know, I do like Bubbles. I think she's, she's the world needs Bubbles in it. She's really I cool. I like the sounds of Bubbles. She's really, yeah, I you like would like bubbles. her. She's really funny. She's really bubbly. And, and I like Lisa Loeb. She, she seems like a decent kind of person. So, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to add any more hate to the world because that's not good. So I'm sitting there feeling like really guilty, like, oh, God, I'm going to talk about you people. But yeah, so thank you. I'm looking at Bubbles going, well, I'm not, you know, I'm going around the table. I'm looking at Bubbles going, well, I'm not saying anything bad about you. And I'm looking at Lisa Loeb going, okay, I'm not really saying anything bad about you. And I'm looking at Babs going, well, you're just a fucking pain in the hole. So, you know, you deserve it. And, and Fred, you're, I mean, come on. You, you know, do we even need to say, and bitch face, I'm like, yeah, you've been nice to me tonight, but fuck, man, this is annoying. I mean, that's kind of hard to get over. Mm. So ha, I'm trying to make myself feel better. You don't need to. These people sound highly disagreeable, with the exception of Bubbles. And the the one chap that Babs likes, Sebastian. Oh, God, Dookie, Why? He wasn't there. No, butt face? Yes. So it seems to me that, and it seems, she only refers to him by the first letter of his name. And I'm just, and, and that's was her first question when she walked in was, uh, uh, y'all is S Hill. Is that a good English accent? Very good. <laughs> That's the first thing she says. And I'm like, fuck, man, could you get over yourself? And it seems like he, because I haven't seen him in a long time. And it seems like he, and, and he's going next for the next group. And it's only because he's being critiqued. And I'm like, you can't just show up when you're being critiqued. I think that's kind of rude. Isn't that kind of rude? It is rude. I think that's right. It is rude. rude. Well, a case in point is you were slightly worried that you were doing that by accident rather than design. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to just show up because of work, you know. And I said to Fred, you know, I don't want to show up just when I'm being critiqued because that's really rude. So that's why I've tried to go, mm. you know, and God. So I, I'm in a conundrum. In the last episode, yeah, you indicated that oh God. you were entertaining the possibility of setting up a splinter group. Yeah. Does well, that relate to the conundrum? Well, see that well, kind well, not really, but yeah, that's another conundrum because now that I have seen that they all seem to really like Babs. I'm like, oh, now they're not going to want to splinter off. If I'm a Methodist, right, and I want to form my splinter Calvinist group, I got to have a group of people that disagree or dislike John Wesley, right? Mm. And... Have I got those historical facts right? Because I suck at this. You're doing beautifully. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, you know, everybody, you got to get a group together and go, John Wesley, he's a dick. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Let's form Calvinism, right? Mm. So uh, you got to do that. But if everybody's like, no, I think John Wesley's great, then I'm going to be like, well, shit, man, I can't form Calvinism on my own. Mm. So that's the, that's the problem. Because I thought that everybody was in it with me, but it seems like they're not. And you know, and you want to know another conundrum? Hit me. Next writing group. I am legitimately, legitimately in Birmingham for the day. Now, Birmingham is only an hour and a half away from London. But I have to get there really fucking early. And it means I'm going to have to get up at five in the morning. 
right? Mm. And my train doesn't get back until 7.15, right? And riding group starts at 7.30. What I would have to do is, firstly, I, I have to be awake from 5 o'clock in the morning. And I have to do what for me is is a hard day's work. And to quote the Beatles. <laughs> then I have to go run from the train station to his house to sit for another god-awful two and a half, three hours, because there's going to be three pieces this time to critique, to sit there dying, and then it means that Sylve, or you, Dookie, would have to come meet me at Houston Station, bringing me a bottle and picking up my suitcase. I would happily do that. Am I going to do that? I would happily do that. I don't know if I'm able to mix your special potion I, I can feel you. to the standard. I can show you how to do the potion. But uh, yes, um, I will happily do that. Houston Station, no trouble at all. But then there's another problem, okay? So uh, the next writing group falls on Babs's birthday. Oh, dear. Jesus effing... Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So... She's going to bring a fucking cake. She said, oh, my God, do you know? She said she's bringing cake. Oh, she emailed. And Yeah, yeah, she emailed. <laughs> and because cake, uh, you know, hell. I like cake. I just said I don't want to shove it in my face for two hours while I'm talking. Um, and then she wants to go out for a meal after. Not drinks. Not drinks, Dookie. A meal. And I'm like... I can barely stand being in your presence when you're nibbling on cheese straws like a fucking beaver through a twig. I can't. So what am I going to do? Sit next to you for a whole meal? You know, the great thing about you people and your pubs, you Brits and your pubs, is that drinks have an end. Right? So you have one drink and you can go. A meal. You are totally reliant on the service of the place. Right? So what if the service is slow? I'm going to be sitting there dying. And also, if it's her birthday, she's going to want to have a cake there even. Jesus, or man. extra drinks. Oh, man, can you and believe it? Yeah. Not that I'm invited. I mean, nobody's... Well, there is that Nobody's factor. pressing me mm. to... Nobody's going, oh, Marcia, do you want to come? No, you know, nobody. So, you know, I'm, this you could, could be You could apologise... You could apologise in advance for lateness and then just piss off before the restaurant shit takes place. God, I have to run down those stairs. Six flights of stairs. I'm taking them three at a time on the way down. I'm like thinking I'm going to break my neck here. Okay? Because mm. I'm, I'm leaping those fuckers. Leaping them, dookie. And, and, and I'm, by this time, I'm kind of tiddly. Mm. Right? So... That's a conundrum. And then the week after that, I'm supposed to be critiqued. And I don't want to. Okay? I don't want to. Because what, what North Americans might not understand is that Easter weekend is kind of a bigger deal in this country in terms of the amount of days off you get. So you get a whole Easter weekend of four days. And I love that. God bless it. Isn't it great? Mm. I mean, I love Easter weekends. Good Friday, a bank holiday Monday. It's a thing of beauty. When I first moved here, I was like, what? You get... I, and I'm self-employed. But it just... It, you know, so people might go, you're, but you're self-employed. You know, what difference does it make? You don't go to the office every day. I don't. But it just means for four blissful days, I won't get any emails. Mm. I don't have to worry about... I'm not at work. And, you know, I'm not on call or whatever. So... 
the first time I, when I first learned about that, I was like, what? You get four days of springtime wonderful amazingness? That is amazing. So what am I going to do? Go on the Thursday night before wonderful Easter weekend when the three of us might, were you going to go on a drive somewhere or something? We were planning on it, yes. I hope so. I very mm. much hope mm, so. I'd like us to. So can you imagine on that Thursday night what I'm going to I'm going to come home covered in people's diarrhea shit feedback so that I can stew in that for four glorious days. I don't want to. I don't want to. So those are my two conundrums. And I, I need I need some advice because so what I'm thinking about doing is as soon as we are finished recording here, mm. I'm going to email everybody and go, does somebody want to swap that slot with me? Oh, so it. I think that's actually a very good idea because I know that you have fears about turning up only when you're being submitted. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, which to... is what what butt face, as you affectionately call them, does. Such um, an and I know that you don't do that. But I know you're still worried about it. And but I don't want to go after I've been up in Birmingham and up since. F- I'm happy to meet you. And uh, to collect to, to collect the bags, and to give we you could, your drink. We could both go, Dookie, and we could give her moral support. <laughs> we could give her vodka and moral support. <laughs> we could do a triple deep throat. You know, this whole riding group thing just causes me enjoyment, causes me pleasure, aggravation, <laughs> aggra fucking vation, man. Martha had some good news, though, Dookie. Very good news. She had some good news. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was pretty happy. You don't need writing group because you, Marsha McDonald, have been shortlisted yeah. for a literary competition yeah. of some major importance. I know, Dookie. You know what? This is incredibly brilliant. That's, it's fantastic. very kind. And as Americans say, Atham News. Yeah, people have been really kind and and, and stuff. Can I just say how what a horrible person I am, though? Like, don't be nice to me, because I'm a horrible person. So when I found this out, you know, okay, obviously my first thought was, uh, yay me, right? And uh, happy. And then right after that, like, bam, you know, right after, like, like, a, like a race car. Right after that was the thought of, yeah, Babs, you can fucking suck it, man. You can fucking suck it because you want to you want to criticize my apostrophes. You want to you want to rumble with me over apostrophes. Go fuck yourself. That was my second thought, because, you know, I'm a horrible person. Why does it make you horrible? I think yeah. it makes you wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. The one person who is horrible. Booyah. Fucking Babs. Dookie. Sylph. I got another conundrum. Okay. Mm. Now this one I'm really, really fucking serious about. If I go on the world's longest day when I have to get up at five in the morning to get myself to Birmingham. Uh, okay. So I go to write writing group. How do I wedge it into the conversation that this nice thing has happened to me so that I can glare at Babs across the table like two dogs in a park. So I can glare it out with her and basically I'm saying to her, booyah, go fuck yourself. How can I wedge it into conversation? 
The one technique you shouldn't employ yeah. is what uh, Bitchface did. That whole, yeah, yeah, no. none of this matters because this piece has been published anyway. Yeah, yeah, I gotta be more sly. So a good way to do it is when you arrive and everyone in attendance is glued to their smartphone. You <laughs> drop a, oh my God. Dookie, I was going to say that. Whoa. <laughs> no way. Yeah, God, and then awful. your babs will go, oh, what's happened? What's happened? Well, yo, guess who's just been shortlisted, <laughs> motherfucker? That sounds like one of those rosy dreams that you, like a dream sequence in like a teenage movie. Like, cause so, Babs so wouldn't ask cause she's so fucking up her own fucking butthole. If you did it really loudly and over the top. Ah, uh, Dickie, that's no excruciating. Way. Get out. You know, that kind of very high pitched. Dickie, I don't think she can do that. I think she has to say, like, I think she has to wait until somebody says, like, hopefully Bubbles will be there. And does does Bubbles ask you how you've been doing lately? Yeah, she she does. She's like, so how, how have you been lately? Yeah. So then you need to wait for that. And you need to then say, well, I've actually had a really good week. And then like, because dot, dot, and dot. then like dart a glance at Babs and make sure she's listening. You need to wedge it. Or, and it will be a wedge. That's It'll be a, a good wedge, wedge. Like underwear up your butt crack. It'll be that much of a wedge. You could go the altruistic route where you turn up ah! with what is clearly a bottle of bubbly and not a covert a receptacle, <laughs> God which dicky. looks as though it has water in it, Jesus. but indeed has your concoction. But some bubbly and going, listen, everyone. I know that you guys bring cake. I'm bringing bubbly because I've got something to celebrate. <laughs> Jesus, Dookie. No, I thought you were going to say, uh, I think you could be a little bit more subtle, Dookie. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Right. You're a very wonderful man, Dookie. And I love you to pieces. Subtlety isn't one of your strong points. No. No. Which is why we love you. <laughs> it's yeah, why it should sure. it be. Thank you. So what I would suggest doing is is going down. See, I'm, I'm, I'm going down the altruistic route with you, Dookie. Mm. But she could say, so does anybody know about this competition? It's really good. And I just got on the shortlist. And I'm only telling you guys because it's fellow writers. I think you might want to look up this competition oh. and see if you could enter it in future. Uh, oh, wait. Are you saying? Oh, God. That's that, even that, worse. That is less subtle <laughs> than. Uh, oh, God. I have just. Oh, by the way. You should Google this and maybe you should apply and submit your work oh, in God. future because yours truly, oh, I'm just being shortlisted. <laughs> you you uh. know what's good? Yeah. I mean, thank you. But that none of that's really working. I think I'm going to have to sit there and keep my fucking trap shut, which just kills me. Because I, I don't know anybody there well enough to say, you know, like you do with friends, to say, hey, this good thing just happened to me. I don't know anybody well enough to do that. And I'm going to have to sit there. I'm going to have to super glue my mouth shut. Just looking at Babs. Like, maybe I'll just, maybe that's the lesson I can learn here is that, that sometimes just knowing that you got one over on somebody is better than them knowing it too. A silent victory. It's a silent victory as much as it pains me. You know, and, and I've got you guys to and your amazing listeners to listen to me you know, go on about this fucking shitty group, man. And, and that's like a good thing, right? So I think I have to be happy with that. 
Right? Agreed. I gotta be happy with it. And in the meantime, you could also give Babs a little message. Yeah, you know what message I'm gonna give her? Yeah, uh, Babs, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Well, that is indeed your lot. Marsha's writing group is anything but predictable. The proposed splinter group mentioned in the last show splintered away. Bitchface was being nice, and Fred's post-play review state made the lad so vulnerable that one couldn't help but feel sorry for him. I hasten to add that this is in spite of his dodgy t-shirt. Marsha, however, soldiers on. And mega congratulations to her on getting shortlisted on that writing competition of note. Well done. But will she lord this accolade over her writing group partners in crime? And will she even want to attend future meetings? If there is a right said Fred part six, the answer to that question is yes. You've been listening to Right Said Fred part five. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. On Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find It will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. This is how it feels to be lonely. This is how it feels to be small. This is how it feels when you're working.